Hello, how's it going? This is Tavon with The Tavon Show. And uh, I decided to do this podcast because I want to reach people. I want to I talk to the masses. I'm located right here in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm a full-time truck driver. So I'm going to do these podcasts as much as I can to reach people. And it amazes me on how fast the economy took a nosedive because of COVID-19. Now, there are people out there, conspiracy theorists, that believe that China uh, manufactured this. I don't know what to believe, but I find it strange that we kicked their asses in a trade war, and now this is happening. And it's it's crazy. It's mind-boggling. But that's not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about is our civil liberties. I want to talk about how far is the government willing to go or how far are they going to go before citizens start to stand up and say, this is not okay, this is not cool. I think we are reaching that point. We have reports that Los Angeles is not opening until the next three or four months. That's just mind-boggling. That's crazy. I can't wrap my head around what's going on in this country. We have police officers arresting a dad that's playing soccer with his daughter in a park. We have a beauty salon owner being jailed and... That's all based upon she wouldn't apologize to the judge. <laughs> this is crazy. We, when are we going to wake up and say, okay, we understand that the virus is it's killing people. This virus is killing people. We do get that. But on the other hand, if we stay out of work, there may not be work to go back to. So, as scary as it is, we have to get back to work because, and I'm not looking at this from a race standpoint, but as a black man in America, we, we can't afford to lose jobs. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have the work ethic to go get a CDL, join the military, uh, being in the National Guard Army, that is, not everybody have that drive to go out and get those type of jobs, those particular jobs that will pay you a certain amount of money, a decent living wage. Some people sometimes have to settle for that minimum wage to feed their family or work two jobs, three jobs. I've seen it. I've been around it. I've seen it. I've done it. What happens, what happens when those jobs disappear, go bankrupt, can't afford to stay closed for another week or two? What happens to those jobs? And I, this is me talking to the liberals and the Democrats and anybody who votes Democrat. What happens when those jobs are lost? It's going to create a more dependency-like system, dependent on the government. 
And if anybody knows me, they know I am totally against government at so many different levels. And people come up to me and say, hey, but you're in the National Guard. You know, that's state government. You know, that's you're in the military. Uh, that's different because I uphold the Constitution. We don't get any unlawful order in the military to go take people down like they tried to do Donald Trump, the FBI, the CIA, the State Department, uh, Bruce Orr, Nellie Orr in the State Department. I'm against the big government's state. I'm against that. Everybody knows that. Now, you all know this is my first podcast, so I'm a, I'm a bit nervous, but we're going to get into a lot of stuff in this podcast. We're going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about politics. But this COVID-19, it's, it's driving people crazy. And if we, want to, if we really want to get down to the details, this COVID-19 could possibly hurt Donald Trump in the election. A lot of conservatives, libertarians, they don't bring this up much. They just say things like, oh, the, the Democrats are trying to use this to hurt the president. They're going to try to use this. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But let's get into the deeper, the deeper details. If he don't have a vaccine by the time Election Day, now, this virus is not his fault. But he has aggressively promised a vaccine by the end of the year. Now, Joe Biden is not even an option. Now, I'm going to let you know, Joe Biden's not an option for me. I will, this is my bias speaking, but it's really not my bias speaking because I'm just only speaking from my ideology, my political views. I can never vote Democrat, not even if I wanted to. Listening to Tulsi Gabbard doing the, uh, doing the uh, Democratic debates, I was like, oh, she's kind of cool. And she was going on Fox News a lot. And I was like, she's kind of cool. But I got, I got to this point where I kept listening to her. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't do that. I can't vote for her. But this election is going to come down to how he handled the pandemic. Whether you love him or whether you hate him, you're going to have some type of view on how he's handled this. I think he's handled it just well. I mean, I'm a smart man myself. I don't think I could have done the job he's done. I really don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe if you put anybody in his shoes like a Hillary Clinton, a Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, uh, Rand Paul... If you put any of them, Joe Biden, in these shoes, for one, if it was Joe Biden, he wouldn't have never shut travel down. And judging off how they handled H1N1, they had up to, I believe, a thousand cases before they confirmed it as a pandemic or a national emergency. I think it was a national emergency. So... We would have been screwed if anybody else was in there, especially Barack Obama. Now, let me, let me tell everybody how I feel about Barack Obama. I respect Barack Obama as a man, as a husband to his wife, 
He's very terrific in that field. A father to his children. And you take Donald Trump, he's kind of like the opposite. He's had several wives. I don't care about that just as much as I don't care about how great Obama is. But I respect Obama for those good traits, those good attributes that he has as a family man. But none of that plays a role in how I vote for people. Donald Trump's had several wives. He's cheated on his current wife with Stormy Daniels. Um, you know, and it just, there are two different people when it comes to what type of person you are as an individual. When we step over to policies, Trump's magnificent. Uh, I think he's the best president in a very long time. I'm a big fan of Ronald Reagan. That's before my time. I'm born in 94. But as a person who studied politics and government and read policies all the time, Ronald Reagan was a beast, and he was tough. Peace through strength. And Donald Trump has taken that same policy, I believe. He's not the first president to say, make America great again. I believe Bill Clinton used that phrase. I believe Ronald Reagan used that phrase. But America will always be great, in my opinion. And it's not because of what, it's not because anything that America is doing. It's because of what I'm going to do. It's because of what I'm going to teach my kids to do after I'm gone. That's why it's going to be great. A lot of people hear that term and they say, oh, well, what's so great about America? And when has it ever been great? You really need to study the history of America because we have some of the most gruesome murders in our history, but we have the most beautiful times in our history as well. And I'm going back all the way to women's rights. I'm going all the way back to the um, when slaves were freed, the Emancipation Proclamation. And uh, it's just when you get into the details of our history, there are ups and downs. There's no question about that. We're not perfect. But when we're talking about elections and this COVID-19 and what that means to Donald Trump, it's based off how he's handled it. I think he's handled it perfectly. Everybody makes mistakes, but I don't think testing is as a big deal as the media is trying to make it out to be because you can get tested and the next day contract the virus. So I'm not, I'm not understanding the whole testing, testing, testing that the media is trying to push down our throats. I'm not understanding that. But what I will say is, is the problem with the voting in America is people don't look at the policies. I was talking to my cousin about maybe two years ago. We had this conversation. And I was talking about all the things that I wanted to do in my life and my career I wanted to get out of this truck after I got my college degree and stuff. Um, and I was talking to him, and he basically was trying to trash Trump. So I got to telling him, you know what, let's not talk about Donald Trump anymore. Let's just talk about what we would like to see get done. I said, are you for lower taxes? He said, yeah. I, I, I wish they would lower my taxes. I'm tired of 
paying all these taxes. I'm, I, and then I asked him, I said, why do you want to pay lower taxes? He said, so I can have more money to spend on my family. Okay, that's fair. And then he went on about how the rich should pay their fair share and they should pay more. And I said, how don't the rich pay their fair share? He said, I don't know. That's just what I'm hearing. They're not paying the they 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 not paying a fair share. And I'm saying, no, that's not true. And also, I asked him a question. I said, how does your employer paying higher amounts of taxes help you? He couldn't answer that question. And I asked him, I said, are you for abortion? He said, well... He was kind of dancing around and stuff. Basically, he said he was not for abortion and that he wouldn't get an abortion for none of his kids with his wife. I said, that's fine. We'll leave that topic alone because he has all the views that I have. And I consider myself a libertarian. I'm very conservative in a lot of areas. Um, I'm for the people and the individual. I'm not with this government takeover of the economy, the health care. I'm not for and and let's let's get to it. When Donald Trump said that the the government was taking up a position in the airline industries, I flipped shit. I I flipped. I was like, no way, Jose. I do not like this. And I was like, man, is somebody gonna speak up for this? Is the Supreme Court somebody? Are they going to come out and speak about this? Anybody? There were a few people. There was a few Republicans that spoke about it. But this election is going to be very interesting with Joe Biden and Donald Trump. This Tara Reid, the Democrats are going to have to figure out how do they handle sexual harassment now? Because... We are not witnessing the Kavanaugh effect. Before then, it was believe all women. And now it's, well, let's hear them out. We hear you, but we don't believe you. (laughs) That's not funny. It's absolutely not funny. I take sexual harassment very serious. I have a girlfriend who has been playing track her entire life and she's in these locker room with who knows who we don't know what people are thinking in their heads when you get a female alone I have two sisters one is older than me and one is younger but needless to say they are both grown they are both adults I have a mother I have a ton of cousins who are women I've worked in hostile workplaces where guys had said things that I didn't agree with. And guess what? I got right on to them. And I told them that's not acceptable. So how do we handle this situation with Joe Biden and Tara Reid? Is she believable? Do you trust all women? I've never held that that position. I believe in let's get to the facts. Let's have an investigation. Let's get sworn statements. Let's get them both under oath. And let's see where this let's see where this things goes. Let's see where it goes. Because 
just saying you believe someone without any evidence is that's not how we do things in America. But I want to get back to the election. <laughs> I think Joe Biden will get demolished in a debate. And you know what? I think it wouldn't even be close. Also, if CNN was hosting the debate, they will try so hard to get Trump. They will try so hard to cut him off, let Joe Biden speak. And I don't think Trump's going to go for it. He's going to embarrass CNN or MSNBC or NBC or even Fox News. Fox News has changed a lot. They've changed in the last three years. They've changed. They're starting to get more liberal and radical and say things that are not true. I can't stand that damn, what's his name, Juan? What's that, Mr. Producer? Yeah, Juan from The Five, right? Crazy. And Chris Wallace, that guy's a, I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it clean on my podcast, but. The elections are going to come down to who do the American people trust the most? Who do, or let me say this, who can I vote for that's going to turn this economy around? Is it Joe Biden or is it Donald Trump? Just the other day, probably about three days ago, I was up in Denver, Colorado. And I was talking to this lady as I was delivering at a family dollar. I delivered a family dollars. Uh, I worked for U.S. Express. And she was, you know, sound very educated. She was very smart. She said she had a master's degree. And not remembering or forgetting what time we were living in, I said, what the hell are you doing on this truck with a master's degree? And she said, I got laid off from my job. They're not... Nobody's working. This is the only job I can work at to feed my family. And she's a black Democrat. She votes black. She, or I mean, she votes Democrat. She's a black woman. And she said, I'm just now realizing how great our economy was. I'm just starting to realize how great our economy was. Wow. Sometimes... What it takes is for you to lose something to know what you had was special. And this economy was very special. The best in my lifetime, the best in a lot of economists' lifetime, never happened before like this. Not like this. We were booming. We were firing on all cylinders, every part of the economy. Stock market, retirement accounts, mutual funds, I mean, unemployment, it was, it was amazing. So in this podcast, I'm going to keep it short, but I'm going to try to do one podcast every week, and I'm going to bring it to my audience, and I'm going to speak on the problems in America. I'm going to talk about culture. I'm going to talk about politics. I'm even talk about a little bit of hip hop and sports because those are the things that I love to talk about. I started this podcast to talk to people, to reach people, to make people understand 
that there are more things in life. Do you love your life or do you hate your life? Do you want to wake up or do you want to stay asleep? Do you want to chase your dreams? Do you want to chase your goals? And it all starts with education, educating people. That's where it starts. And that's where it will end. You're probably thinking, what do you mean by that? Where it end, education. It'll end your last breath. What did you teach people? What did you teach your kids? Did you teach your kids enough to know when you leave this earth that they can handle their own, that they can take over your business, they can take over your accounts, whatever you left for them in your will, that they will utilize those resources to double it, triple it. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm educating my daughter right now. I'm teaching her what American flag look like. I read the Constitution tour occasionally. I haven't did it in a little while. But she might not understand at five years old, but to keep hearing those words over and over, I don't want to raise kids that hate America. So that's where it ends. Education. You got to get it from the starting point to the ending point. My name is Tavon Hennessy, and this is my podcast. Thank you for listening to the Tavon Street.